I just have one question. Is it physically possible to run worse than me? This ejection was midway through the third quarter. Now that's exhibit A. Ready for exhibit B? Exhibit B. Played him in DFS. Would have been close to a takedown. Ejected. Still won $250 with an ejected player. You think that's all the exhibits I have? You think the show's over, eh? You think it's over? Exhibit C. This is the last three days. I want to quickly scroll through this presentation for you guys. Three days ago, Clay Thompson, midway through the third, needed one more point for a 25x. Didn't get it. Two days ago, Markel Fultz goes to the locker room, doesn't play at all in the second quarter, Misses by 0.4. 25x. How about today? Tony Pollard. Two touchdowns on 14 touches. To ruin another 25x. Hip hip hooray! It's a beautiful day outside.
So again, one simple question. Is it possible to run worse? All right, so let's talk about the seven-game NBA DFS slate. If you guys are new, welcome. My name is DK. Uh, I do make content for DraftKings, uh, NBA, and NFL, as well as for prize picks. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, the player prop site, um, you can use the code DKDFS. That will give you 100% match up to $100. And uh, you build two, four, five, up to six player props. can win up to 25x your money. If you're me, though, you will uh, go five of six every single day for the rest of your career and just double up. Okay, so we'll start off with Brooklyn and Washington. On the Brooklyn side, uh, Nick Claxton questionable. Royce O'Neal is out. So the big news, obviously, is Claxton. Um, if Claxton does not play and Ben Simmons is not on a limit, then I really like Ben Simmons. He would probably start at the center position, probably play like 35-plus minutes. So he'd be my favorite play on the Nets if Nick Claxton is out. If Nick Claxton is in, I still think he will get some Claxton and Ben Simmons playing alongside each other. So both would be in play. And then as far as the starter for Royce O'Neal goes, I mean, I would think they start Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. If Nick Claxton is out, then I'm not sure who would end in the starting lineup. Maybe Watanabe, maybe Seth Curry. But um, yeah, so that's, that's the big news. And then if Claxton plays, I mean, you can still look to Ben Simmons. He wouldn't look as good. As far as KD and Kyrie goes, uh, KD 11K feels a bit pricey. It's easier to get to Kyrie Irving at 8.7K. And then value-wise, if Claxton is out, you know, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, these guys should see some decent run. 4.3K for Harris. His mid's a little bit more secure. Seth Curry, only 3.7, though, has played 28 and 33 minutes. Those two would look just a little bit better. They already look like solid values, but their their mid's would be more secure, I think, if Claxton is out. And then, like, backup five-wise, if Claxton is out, I mean, they can go small, like Watanabe. They can go, like, Markeith Morris. They could go Dayron Sharp, I guess. So I don't know if I, that's if that's where I want to try to take a shot, though, uh, in tournaments. So we've got a Washington. So Washington, uh, Beal, I think, is still out. Monte Morris, questionable. We have Will Barton back. So Washington's still relatively shorthanded. You should get big minutes for Porzingis and Kuzma. Um, in a solid spot. I mean, Porzingis, 9-5, it's pricey, but he's still in play. And same with Kuzma. Like, the, you're not, neither of these guys are cheap, but they're playing huge minutes right now, and that's where the offense is coming from. And then if Monte Morris is out, then you're going to get uh, most likely Goodwin starting. I'm probably playing at least 30 minutes. Uh, he did get lucky last game going for six steals, five and six steals over the last couple of games. So you can't expect that to continue, but should see decent run. I do think Will Barton uh, being available probably takes away some minutes from Goodwin and Kispert, even from Denny. Um, so Barton himself at 3-7, if there's no Monte Morris, I think makes for an interesting GPP play. Denny Advia, I still like him for value. He's been playing huge minutes. Uh, I think we see like 35-ish minutes from Denny. Uh, Kispert is playing a ton, but he's very scoring dependent. So um, he's playable, but again, he has to hit his shots to get value. Gafford's 3-3. I mean, he'll be in the rotation, but um, his minutes have ticked down of late. Moving on to Miami and Indiana. Once again, Miami just listing everyone is like probable. Um, I expect all these guys to play, and we have Lowry back too. So like, it's a good matchup. I don't think there's any standouts here. If you look to, if you want to get to Jimmy or Bam or Hero, I mean, again, I like the spot against Indiana, but I don't think there's any priorities. If I had to pick one, I think it probably would be Tyler Hero, who still should play 35 to 40 minutes. But um, yeah, I don't think there's any standout plays and value wise, not much, not much I'm looking to. So let's move on to the Pacers. Pacers tougher spot, but I think guys like Halliburton and Turner are in play for tournaments. Turner got, uh, has dealt with some foul trouble recently, but if he stays out of foul trouble, he should play 30-plus minutes. And then Tyrese Halliburton, 
Um, kind of doing everything for the offense. I think he's a good GPP play at that price point. The rest, eh, eh. I mean, if you want to take a shot and Buddy healed and hope he hits the shots, sure. He's been playing better of late. If you want to take a shot and Matherin off the bench and hope he gets hot, sure, that's fine. Jalen Smith's minutes have been down of late. A little bit tough to get there. Nemhard, I mean, he's playing a good amount, but like when he's playing alongside Halliburton, the usage is not the same. So that's kind of it for the Pacers. Let's move on to Atlanta and Memphis. So on the Atlanta side, no Collins, no DeJounte Murray. Uh, Trey Young's 10-4. He had a bad game tonight, but um, you know he's going to be leading the way offensively here. So I think he looks solid at the top. Capella, Okongu, they're split the set of minutes. Capella, um, you know, hasn't played around 30 minutes a game. I think he's a solid GBP play. Bogdanovich, assuming he's not, re- assuming he doesn't get rested here because it's a back-to-back, I think stands out as one of the better values in the board. Um, played 34 minutes two games ago. He, I think he played over 30 minutes tonight too. So, uh, yeah, Bogdanovich, definitely a great value assuming he plays. The rest of Atlanta, I mean, DeAndre Hunter is fine. He should play around 30 minutes. Um, Johnson, Griffin, eh. You saw, I think it was Trent Forrest pick up the start. If he starts again at 3.1K, yes, you can utilize him, but don't expect a ton from him in the starting lineup. Moving on to Memphis, the big news here is Ja and Adams both questionable. Now, I expect both of them to play because it's right thigh soreness for Ja and it's uh, right ankle soreness for Steven Adams. And Adams almost like always plays when he's questionable. Ja, on the other hand, I mean, he's missed a good amount of games, but I think both end up playing. Now, if John Morant misses, who's ready to lose some money with Dylan Brooks? I know I am. Woohoo! No, but Tyus Jones would probably be my favorite option if John Morant's out. He would move in the starting lineup. He'd probably play mid-30s minutes. Would really like Tyus Jones. And then, yeah, guys like Brooks, Triple J would look better. Conchar would be more in play. Um, you know, you probably would see Kennedy Chandler getting a backup point guard run at the flat min price. So it would open up a decent amount here. David Roddy would probably see some rotation minutes. You do have Zaire Williams back for the first time in a long time. Um, he's played 19 and 16 minutes over the last couple of games. But if John Morant plays, I think it's Ja that I think is a good spend up at the top. And then if you want to take shots in Triple J or Brooks in tournaments, you can. If Adams is out, obviously we know what to do. We're going to play Brandon Clark, but I think Adams will play. Oklahoma City and Dallas, not much that stands out on the Oklahoma City side. SGA's been a bit quiet of late, and this is a really bad matchup. So nothing more than contrarian play. Kind of the same thing with Giddy and Dort. Pogoshevsky, I know he had a really big game last game. I'm just going to warn you. I mean, he could literally play 10 minutes tomorrow and not be surprised. So if you want to take a shot in Poku or Williams or JRE or Baisley in tournaments, you can. Just know there's no rhyme or reason for this Thunder rotation, and it's always risky. Basically, it's already anyone outside of, like, Shea because Giddy's gotten benched now. Uh, a few times recently, even Dort's minutes sometimes are up and down. So outside of SGA, I mean, it is hard to trust anyone on this team. Moving on to Dallas. So Luke Doncic is probable. And uh, I believe Maxi Kleba, let's see, once it looks, I think he's probable too. Let's see. Oh, he's questionable. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, Luca himself, I mean, it's expensive, but good matchup. If you can afford him, he looks really good. Dinwiddie, Wood, more secondary plays um, with Luka back. I think Hardaway's still fine, but just know, right, if he's not hitting his shots, this is his floor. So, like, be careful. Of course, the day where he was, like, 80% owned, he had this game, right? Like, that's typical. But when he's not that popular, oh, he's going to shoot bad. So, like, Hardaway is definitely in play. Comes down to ownership. If he gets a good amount of ownership, he makes her a good fade because he's very sore independent. If he's not hitting his shots, he can easily kill you. If there's no Maxi Kleba, I mean, I think Dorian Finney-Smith could see some more minutes. 
I don't think I can stomach anyone else though on this team. I really don't. So we got to Cleveland and San Antonio. Mitchell and Kevin Love both questionable. Pretty big news. If they're out, if they're out, it's going to open up a lot. Let's just talk about if they're out really quick. Darius Garland's been really bad as chalk last couple games with Donovan Mitchell out. Um, but I still think he'd be a pretty good play. Like you have to have short term memory. He has really not played well. He really hasn't. But um, you know, he's obviously had to do more offensively if, if Mitchell's out there. So it'd still be a good play there at the top. Mobley and Allen both feel priced about right, but totally fine with them if Kevin Love's out too, because they're just gonna play big minutes. Levert would probably be my favorite play in the team. 37, 38 minutes over the last couple games with Mitchell out. And then guys like Chetty Osmond and Lamar Stevens would be playable value options. Um, but if Love and Mitchell are in, then it's kind of all secondary plays. I mean, Mitchell would probably be my favorite play of the top end guys for Cleveland. Love, if there's no limitations, would probably be my favorite cheap option. Um, but yeah, so those two, that's definitely important to monitor. Moving on to the Spurs. Uh, Keldon Johnson, I'm tired of losing money with this guy, but um, I mean, he has shot a little bit better of late. It's not necessarily the best matchup. You do have Devin Vassell back too. So like this group of like Jones, Vassell, Keldon Johnson, all fine contrarian plays. There's no priorities though. Hurdle's still out. So Zach Collins, oh, what do you know? The showdown slate, he decides to stay out of foul trouble and smash. But at low ownership, when I play him, no chance. Giga Chalk Bassey, 22 steals and blocks. So we know what's going to happen here, right? Everyone's going to go to Bassey. He's going to be 70% owned. He's going to go for, again, 22 steals and blocks, and he's going to get there for the people. Uh, but if Kylan stays out of foul trouble, he's going to play around 30 minutes, and he is does have a high ceiling. Jeremy Sohan, also questionable. Um, keep an eye on that. If he misses, should just get more minutes for guys like Langford, Richardson, McDermott. They would be playable value plays. Minnesota and Portland, so still no cat. Uh, McLaughlin is doubtful as well, but uh, this team, I think, looks pretty good because they're running a tight rotation. It's a good matchup, so I like the top three, Ant, D'Lo, Gobert. These guys should play 35-plus minutes. Gobert, I mean, last couple games, he stayed out of foul trouble and has played 37 and 36 minutes, uh, so I like the big three here. Ant, D'Lo, and Gobert, I think they all look pretty good. Slow-mo has really been playing well of late, too. He's also playing a ton of minutes, 35, 39 minutes. Um, now, I don't know if he's going to continue to average like a triple-double like he has been the last couple games, but if he's going to continue to play 35-plus minutes, I think he's certainly in play. McDaniels is 4.2. Um, he's been in foul trouble a bit, but I think he's like an interesting contrarian value play in this team. I think Noel's an interesting contrarian value as well. Only played 16 minutes last game, did not play well. But you do have McLaughlin doubtful. So I think Noel plays 20-plus minutes off the bench. And then Nas Reed, he'll play the backup five. He'll play a few minutes uh, alongside Gobert. Good point for a guy. But it's just it's tough when he's only center eligible. If he was power forward eligible, that will be easier to get to. And that's it. I'm not messing with Austin Rivers. Uh, so, yeah, that's Minnesota on the Portland side. Not much that stands out. Hart, Winslow, and Eubanks all probable. I mean, Dame, 10-2. If you want to look to him at the top, that's fine. Should play close to 40 minutes. But... Simons, Grant, both feel a bit overpriced. Nurkic, minutes, probably around 30, which just makes him seem like a secondary option. Hart feels priced about right at 6K. I mean, Winslow's 4K did deal with some massive foul trouble last game. I do think he plays 20 to 25 minutes. He's playable for value. Eubanks is the back of five. If you think Nurkic's in foul trouble, you can take a shot on him. But 20 minutes last game. But you know, there's not much that stands out for Portland. And finally... We have Boston and the Clippers. The answer is yes, I am just on full tilt mode. I finally buy into Jason Tatum. All I hear, MVP, Jason Tatum. I buy in because there's infinite value 
Six of 21 shooting. Massive bust. You know he's going to smash tomorrow. Like, it just, it's going to happen because I'm not going to play him. Jaylen, so, but yeah, Tatum, Brown, I mean, I don't think either of them stand out looking at their price points, but both these guys do have a ceiling. Horford's out, so you're going to get Blake Griffin starting. Smart, Brogdon, they're both fine plays in the mid-range. I think Brogdon a bit easier to get to at 4-9, but also his minutes, not great. He'll be productive when he's in the court, but his just been disappointing minutes-wise. Grant Williams should see like around 30 minutes. He's playable value. He had a really bad game last game, but uh, there's a chance, good chance probably he closes at the five. And then, yeah, I mentioned Blake Griffin. He'll start. He'll play low 20s minutes. He's playable value, little revenge game narrative, but don't expect a ton of run from Blake Griffin. And finally, the Clippers. So Clippers relatively healthy. Just Norman Powell's out. Um, Paul George, 9-2, probably the guy that I like the best. Um, clearly, there's no more limit on him. He played 41 minutes last game, so... Paul George, shooting guard, small forward eligibility, I think looks decent in an up-tempo game here. Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, capped at around 30 minutes. You can still play Kawhi in 30 minutes, but um, we'll see if we get some sort of news if this minutes limit gets bumped up a bit. Reggie and Wallace with the point guard duty. Zubach got randomly benched last game. Morris, eh, I think my next favorite play probably would be Nick Batum. He's been starting and playing over 30 minutes now the last three games. He's not like a great point per minute guy, but he's a 3 and D guy that can get some rebounds, knock down some corner threes. So I do have some interest in Batum for value. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up the video. Uh, again, if you have been enjoying the content, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And let me know if you think you run worse, have run worse than me over the last three days. Let me know in the comment section down below. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to go five for six tomorrow on prize picks again. And I cannot wait for someone to get ejected in my DFS lineup again. So enjoy the rest of your night, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.